Don't touch this over Praise the Lord, everybody. It's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song that says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Here we go. Oh, give thanks.
that again because he's worthy. Oh, he is. this morning look to your left to your right and say good morning I love you you can't do it on the body <clears throat> may we pray excuse my voice I'm a little congested this morning but God is good all the time I have the fathers we come before you this morning we come before you oh Lord in the name of Jesus we come before you this morning thanking you for your goodness and your mercy we come oh Lord thanking you for allowing us to sleep last night while we slumber and didn't know who we were, but Elijah the angel this morning touched you this morning with a thank of our divine love, and we were clothed in our right mind. We pray for those who are bereaved among us to touch them in a special way. Comfort them in whatever way you see fit, Lord. We pray, oh God, for our scout leaders and our children along the dangerous highway. We ask, oh God, that you will give them travel and grace that they might return unto the house of wisdom. Oh Lord, we ask you to give us strength for we seem to be weak. Oh, build us up where we may be a lean for one won't be able to fall for the other. We pray, oh God, that we commemorate and celebrate the men's day. We pray, oh God, if you be in the midst, you will get the glory, Lord. Oh, we lift you up and we magnify your holy and your righteous name. Oh, Father, we ask you, be with us throughout this day. Oh, Father, give us wisdom and knowledge that we may hide your holy and righteous word in our hearts that we might not stand against thee. Oh, Father, we didn't come this morning to look good to put on the show to an outside unfriendly world. But we come on, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we might lift you up and give you the praise because you are worthy of all praise. And, oh, Father, when we're going the last mile of the way, we pray, oh, God, you touch it in a special way that your Holy Spirit will dwell in each of us because if your Holy Spirit dwells within us, we're going to be the kind of children that you are calling for. And, oh, Father, when we can study was no more, fan of time, when we say, oh, well, good and faithful servant, that you have been a ruler over few things. But I'll make you a ruler of many. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Simple song says, your love for me is so completely beautiful. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? That's good news. Come on, help us sing this worship song to the Lord this morning. Your love. Your love. Beautiful. So beautiful. Oh, yes. That's beautiful. beautiful. Your love for me. Your love for me. It's so
go back to the top. Your love for me. Your love for me. It is so. they remind us about the love of God you see sometimes we get so caught up into what's going on around us what's happening to us what we don't have but what we do have is the love of God and it is completely beautiful Yes. because I don't know about you but I remember when before I met God, what my life was like. Quite frankly, it was a mess. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I didn't know which way I was going. Yes. Didn't know who to trust. But one day, just like today, sitting in the house of God, I discovered the beauty of God's love. So let us come together as a congregation. Touch your neighbor. Reach out and grab your neighbor's hand. And let us pray collectively to a God that has given us everything. Oh, most holy God. We come now as a body of believers gathered together to say thank you. Thank you for allowing us to wake up one more time. For allowing us to come to your house one more time. Dear God, we know that you didn't have to do it, but you did. Dear God, we know that it was not because we're so good, but it was because of your love. Your love is completely beautiful. And dear God, we can testify that without you, we would be nothing. So we're gathered here this morning to call upon you one more time. 
For we know that there are those in the hospitals. We know that there are those in prison cells. There are those that are on their way. And dear God, we lift them all up to you. Dear God, we know that there are some in our congregation that are heavily burdened. We know that there are some who have family situations. Dear God, we lift them up and we lay them before your feet. For dear God, we know that you have all power in your hand. So now, dear God, we ask that you pour out your spirit. We ask that you open up our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear your word this morning. Dear God, we ask a special blessing upon the man who is coming before us to share your word. We pray for his family. We pray for his strength. And dear God, we pray for the one who does not know you as a partner of sin. Dear God, we ask that you prick their hearts and allow them to walk down the aisle and say, what must I do to be saved? And dear God, we know that with you, we don't have to worry, we don't have to fear, for the victory is yours. So now, dear God, we ask that you allow us to set our sights on you and everything that is done in this service be done in decency and in order. Dear God, we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let every heart in the building say amen, amen, and amen. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Come on, your love for me. Your love for me is so complete. Everybody. So completely beautiful. Come on, put your hands together in here this morning. He said it was beautiful, so we have a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Won't you just turn to the person that's sitting closest to you and just say, Life is beautiful. I love you, and you can do nothing about it. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Amen. God bless you. We're going to ask now if you would please stand for the response to reading, followed by the hymn for the morning. May we all read together. Let me hear in the morning your steadfast love, for in you I trust, for in you I trust. Let's say that again. Let me hear in the morning your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Amen. God bless you. Where's my soloist? We're going to be singing a wonderful song this morning that I know that you probably know, and I think it just speaks. You see these men dressed so wonderful in front of you amen so we're going to ask you to join us now as we sing we all are soldiers aren't we let's sing together
shut-in members as well as those who lost loved ones and I know that you probably heard some of the situation about those who lost loved ones we asked we have our own Mrs. Harrington here and she has a sister-in-law um, that's having some difficulty and we just ask that you pray for her 
Also, um, I'm a Mr. and Mrs. Claude Wilson are having some difficulty in that family with sickness, and we ask you to please pray for them as well. Also, Ella Bernice Boone, the sister-in-law of Mother Linda Harrington, again, ask you to pray for her. That's, that service will be on June 16th at noon, and we ask again that you pray for that family. Sister Onita Rucker passed away this past Friday, and that service is tentatively scheduled for Saturday, and we ask you again to pray for that family as well. Amen? And we ask you just pray one for another. None of us are perfect, and none of us are getting along perfectly, so if you just ask God to step in, I promise you, he will do just that, and you will be better off. This time now, we're going to ask the media if they would come and share some additional announcements from the media. From So, media? Now for the big moment of tonight's festivities, ladies and gentlemen. Our monster dance contest of the many contestants enrolled, we have chosen nine couples to compete for first prize. And here they come. Let's give it to them. Yes, indeed. Hey there, Kay Chapel. Grab your dancing shoes and join us on Tuesday, June the 26th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Center for a Roaring Twenties Mix and Mingle sponsored by our own Kay Chapel Mission Ministry. Tickets are only $10 and will be sold in the Old Fellowship Hall between the 8 and 11 o'clock services today and the remaining Sundays through June the 24th. Our summer reading program begins here at Cade on tomorrow, June the 11th at 8 a.m. If you have questions or would still like to sign up, please see Sister Alistair Morgan or Sister Bonnie McNeil Harris. We'll see you on tomorrow night beginning at 5 p.m. for Vacation Bible School. The theme this year is Jesus the Kingdom Builder. All adults and children are encouraged to participate in VBS and dinner will be provided at 5 p.m. each night. You still have time to sign up for the Swing for Knowledge Golf Classic. This event will take place on Friday, June the 15th at Whisper Lakes. For more information, please see any member of the scholarship board. Attention all youth ages 5 and up. It's time to sign up for the General Baptist Convention 2018. The youth department will be set up in the Old Fellowship Hall following the 8 a.m. worship service. For more information, just stop by. to the high heavens? Well, we hope so, because we're celebrating the Buckley's 11. Join us at Buckley's Big Top on Friday, July the 13th at 6 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Mark your calendars and save the date. More information coming soon. 
And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I'm sure you took all of that in, right? <laughs> God bless you. This time, we're going to pause and just recognize our visitors. Listen, if you are not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask that you please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. I know we have one, if not two, if not two. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to recognize you in a way. Maybe you feel a little bit better. Listen. Let's all stand together. Let's do our normal hymn for the morning. You are welcome.
I knew we had some guests this morning. Cecilia's niece <laughs> is here going to Jackson State. I guess we'll let her buy with that because she lives in Cleveland, Miss Mississippi Valley. But anyway, we'll, we'll forgive you. But she's here this morning. We thank God for her. Amen. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. We'd like to remind you that during early morning service, we only do one offering, so we ask that you give as you have been so blessed. But just before that, just want you to know that you have a beautiful green envelope in front of you. If you're not really sure what it's for, just read its contents and you will know. Amen. We have a most outstanding, wonderful pastor, amen, and he deserves our love. Isn't that right? Amen. amen. God bless you. This time now we're going to move ahead and we ask that you prepare to give as you have been so blessed. This choir will give us a message on. By the way, don't the men look handsome this morning? Amen. God bless you. So we're just proud of him. <laughs> as we prepare for the spoken word, we're going to ask you to be, be uh, prepared to give as you have been said. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word. Ushers choir. I can't miss a friend that I never had 
I'm gonna continue to run for Jesus Even if I have to run alone Because it's my determination To make God's beautiful heaven my home
you just tell them that I Confusion was peace, peace now reigns. Oh, yes, I'm walking with Jesus. I'm a child of the King. You just tell them that I am redeemed.
Let the church say amen. I want to just thank this male chorus. particularly this song about redemption. I'm afraid that this modern church has forgotten about redemption. We seem to do away with terms like redemption and atonement and justified and sanctified every now and then we the body of Christ ought to be reminded that we would not be who we are or where we are were it not for the sacrificial act of Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross that redeemed us. Because make no mistake about it, all of us were headed to hell. Oh, yes, you were. But he redeemed us. And every now and then, we ought to go back and just celebrate redemption. I am redeemed. I've been bought with a price. That means that I don't belong to myself. But I've been bought. And if anybody asked, the old church didn't used to be ashamed about telling them who they were. They said, if anybody asked you, I'll stand and tell it if I have to tell it by myself. If anybody asks you who I am, you, you tell them I'm a child of God. I'm redeemed by the blood. I'm bought by the... I am, I am, I am redeemed. Tell them I, tell them, tell them I, I am, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I am. You ought to tell him. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Oh, tell him, tell him, tell him I. Yeah. Now, if you're not ashamed, go on and celebrate your redemption. Celebrate your redemption. That. That you've been bought and you belong to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. I thank God. That he paid a price. Bless his name. Yeah. I am. Redeemed. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Galatians 1, beginning with verse 6. 
these words are recorded by the Apostle Paul. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men for if I yet please man, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from the subject, no other gospel no other gospel for the benefit of you who perhaps did not join us on last Sunday at 11 o'clock our youth in celebration of their youth day chose as a theme old time religion with an eye towards the sights and the sounds, the ways and the experiences of the old-time church. And I'm thankful. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that here at Cade, we are a church that worships intergenerationally. By that, I mean that we are a church that honors and recognizes the power of tradition that is based in truth. We are a church that understands the longevity of the hymn and yet appreciates the energy of the praise team. We are a church that attempts to blend the best of generations so that all souls are fed. We are a church that recognizes and appreciates the iterations of the Holy Spirit from the moaning of mothers to the miming of youth from deacons lining a hymn to the liturgical dancers leaping for joy, from joyful, joyful, we adore thee, to Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. We experience a fullness in worship traditions and styles that testify to the breadth and the width and the depth of a living God who is not dead, but who touches the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls from all generations. How blessed was I on last Sunday. My soul was blessed when, when one of our young people got on this keyboard up here and, and began to play an old hymn of the church. And before he finished one verse of that old hymn, one of the senior mothers stood up on her feet 
didn't even get to the chorus before one of the mothers and I could see it in her heart and in her spirit how she was rejoicing and, 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 and what it said was that she was not only supporting our young people but she was standing because that hymn, the old rugged cross, reached her in a way that allowed her to give visible and tangible expression of her faith. And in the presence of all this new stuff that's going on, it's it said to her that there is still no other gospel. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. We, we might say it differently, but there's still no other gospel. We might express it differently, but there is still no other gospel. We might go through different iterations and generations, but at the end of the day, we are standing still on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, that's saying something. That, that's saying something because in this day and age, believe it or not, there are a lot of churches beginning to wane and waffle on the gospel. A lot of preachers starting to flip-flop and flounder on the gospel. There are a lot of movements that suggest that the gospel as we know it is, is too narrow in its theology and too judgmental in its teachings and too exclusionary in its language and too punitive in its consequences. But Paul, Paul reminds us this morning that the gospel has not changed. Yeah, the times are different, but the gospel... Wish I would come on and go with me here. The gospel is still the same. Although the sensibilities of society have evolved, the gospel is still the same. Although the perspectives of people have shifted, the gospel is still the bedrock of our faith. And in these changing times, the church of Jesus Christ must continue to adhere to the gospel. And I thought this morning, singing about redemption. I thought this morning would be a good morning to be reminded of what the gospel is and what the gospel says. What is the gospel? What is it for which disciples have given their lives? What is this gospel? Paul says in our text that if any man says anything other than that, he must be accursed. What is this gospel? The word gospel in the Greek text is translated euangelion. Euangelion simply means good news. So when Jesus says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel or the euangelion to every creature, he is saying, go and tell the good news. But what is the good news that he is asking us to preach? What, what is the good news that is to be broadcast throughout the world? What, what is the good news that, that he expects for you and me to carry to the uttermost parts of the earth? What is the good news that disciples have ended up as martyrs for? What is the good news that disciples were willing to disrupt governments and be charged with turning the whole world upside down? What is this good news? And what's so good about it? And if it's so good, then why are so many people so apprehensive to receiving it? I, I, 
I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this, but, but, but Bill, what, I, what I've landed on is perhaps one of the reasons, one of the reasons people are not so eager to accept the good news is because they really don't believe that there's any bad news. That, that, that's where I've landed, that, that, that there is less appreciation for the fact that, 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 that all news is not good news. But there's some bad news that we must give attention to and be convinced of ourselves if we are to share the good news. Bad news. What is bad news? Bad news, I tell you, bad news, first of all, is that all of us are guilty of sin. Wish I had some Bible readers in here. You, you cannot get around it. All are guilty of sin. It does not matter how good your week was. You're still guilty. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. You came in here feeling good about your good week. I'm sorry. You forgot about last week, didn't you? you and you don't know about this coming up week. All of us have sin. Tell your neighbor, you too. You too. You too. You, yes, you have. You you. All of us have sinned. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's bad news. That means all of us in here is guilty of something. Yeah, you are guilty. Raise your hand, guilty. Yeah, you are guilty, 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 guilty. If he's not raising his hand, lift it up, he's guilty too. See, he's lying right now, he's guilty. You get guilty, guilty. We're guilty. Guilty. That's number one. We all have sinned, and so many times we're looking at everybody else's sin that we won't admit to our own. Ah. Williams' brother spirit just came over me when he said, Sweep around your own. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. Look, look, look at your own fault and your own mess up and your own mistakes before you go point at somebody else's. All have sin. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, but, but, but there's some more bad news. Bad news, Romans 6 and 23. The wages of sin is death. I'm just talking about the gospel now. The, the wages of sin is death. Bad news is that sin has a penalty. Bad news is that you don't get away with sin. Yeah, children, children, you, you, you might pull the wool over mom and daddy's eyes for a little while. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. But sooner or later, what you do will catch up. I wish I had some old folk who would testify to the teenagers. You, you might get away for it this week, but sooner or later, you're going to be found out. What's done in the dog will. Come on and talk to me in here. The wages. What are you saying? I'm saying that eventually we will pay for sin. That's the bad news. Sin comes with a price tag. Sin leads to eternal damnation. Bad news. I got some more bad news. I'm sorry. Bad news. There is a place called hell. Y'all don't want to hear that this morning. I know, I know, I know. Everybody, everybody want to talk about heaven but don't want to deal with the reality. See, some of y'all got tight when I said the word. There is a hell. 
And believe it or not, believe it or not, if you look at the scripture, if you look at Jesus' teaching, Jesus taught more about hell than he did about heaven. Jesus taught more about this place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus told a whole parable it's about the rich man and Lazarus to explain that when we die, there are two places that have been prepared. And depending upon your relationship determines your reality. There is a heaven, but there is a hell. And in hell, through Jesus' teaching, we see that there will be the experience of utter darkness. In hell, there will be burning fire. In hell, there will be weeping or regret. In hell, there will be gnashing of teeth or anger. In hell, there will be unquenchable thirst. In hell, there will be screaming. In hell, there will be an unbridgeable gap. In hell, there will be the loss of human contact. Hell ain't nothing to shout over. But it is a real place. Yes, I know we like to think that we've evolved in our thinking. And that hell is just a scare tactic to try to get people to act right and live right. But according to scripture and to Jesus, bad news is that hell is a real place reserved for unrepentant people. And once you get there, hear me, once you get there, you don't get out. Ain't, ain't no... Get out of hell free car. Once you are there, this making you uncomfortable? Good. You should not want to go there. Hell is not a figurative place, it is not an allegory. It is not symbolism, but it is the bad news that awaits an unrepentant and unregenerate soul. So if that's the bad news, Powell, what's the good news? There is some good news, but we must be convinced of the bad news. Because if you don't believe the bad news, you have no reason to accept the good news. Since there's the bad news that all of us have sinned, the good news is that Jesus provides forgiveness for all sin. For the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 9, if you confess your sin, says he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's good news right there, y'all. That, that, that whatever I've done, that Jesus can forgive me of it. That, that's good news. Y'all missed your shout right there. That, that there is no sin that I've committed that the blood of Jesus cannot cover. That's, that's the good news right there. That, that there is no 
thing that I've done that, that the Lord cannot deliver me from. That, that, that there, is, there is no mistake that I've made that keeps the Lord from making me a new creature in Christ. That, that's good news because that means that I am not too far gone that God cannot reach out and... That's good news that I have not done too much. That his blood cannot wash me. That's good news. That I am not too lost. That the Lord can't find me. I'm not too damaged that God can't deliver me. I'm not too sinful that Jesus can't save me. I'm not too bad that the Lord cannot bring me out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's good news. But there's more. Why the bad news is that the wages of sin is death. The good news is that the gift of God is eternal life. Yeah, the bad news is that a continued life of sin leads to eternal destruction. But the gift of God is eternal life. Bad news is that an unchanged heart and an unchanged mind leads to death. But the good news is that God who turns the hearts of man can turn the minds of man and that when those minds and hearts are turned that God will give them eternal life. Which means this. It means this. That when, watch this. Here it is. That when your body experiences its natural death, that's the only death that those who are in Christ will ever experience. Y'all missing that. Listen, all of us will die. Yeah, yeah, all of us in here. Except if Jesus returned before that time, all of us will die. But some of us will die twice. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. All of us will die once, but, but when the saints of God die in Christ, we die once with our natural selves, but enter into eternal. Y'all, that's the good news. Y'all missing yourself. That's the good news right there. Where, where, where do you see that at, preacher? I'll tell you, John 5 and 24 says, Truly I say unto you, whoever hears my word and believes him, who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. That's the good news, y'all. That when I die, I ain't dead forever. But when I die, I enter into life eternal. Yes. And the way to eternal life is declared in scripture when it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will, I'm just talking about the gospel, y'all, you will be saved. Good news is that the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord has prepared a place for his children to take their eternal reward. Tell your neighbor that's good news. Yeah, I told you he prepared two places. One place we've already talked about him. But he's also prepared another place called heaven. 
place called heaven where there is no darkness. He has prepared a place called heaven where the wicked shall cease from troubling. The weary shall be at rest. He's prepared a place called heaven where we shall behold him and worship him forever. I'm talking about a place called heaven where everything that's wrong with these bodies down here will trade them in for an upgrade up there. Wish I had a witness here. Talking about a place called heaven. Well, the songwriter said every day will be howdy, howdy. And never goodbye. I say that's good news, y'all. And that is the gospel. That, 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 that is, that is, that right there is the gospel. That those who believe shall be saved, shall be redeemed, shall be delivered, and shall live with him forevermore. And so, so I'm finishing here, but Paul challenges the church to stand on the gospel. Don't waver or wobble on the gospel. Do not take away from or change the gospel. And he says, and here is a dire warning for anybody who dares to do so. Verse 8 says, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he uses that term two times, one time later on in verse 9, let him be accursed. Bruce, that's a bold statement. And it's one that does not play well in this postmodern society. A society that teaches us to tolerate other things over truth. Accursed is a hard saying in this pluralistic world that values multiple paths over the straight and narrow way to the Savior. Accursed is a difficult turn to accept in our evolved thinking where popular theology places everybody in heaven and does away with the reality of hell. But I believe the reason why Paul uses such strong language here is because he understands the great harm and danger in preaching another gospel. I got five more minutes. Help me out here. The souls, the souls of humanity are damned if we preach another gospel. Hear me, preachers. The hearts of men are most miserable if we preach another gospel. The world is on, is on its way to hell in a handbasket if we preach another gospel. And Paul charges the church to stick with the gospel as it has been given to us by revelation of Jesus Christ. Because this gospel, this old time religion, this gospel that uses words like redemption and atonement, this gospel that talks about being holy and sanctified, this gospel is still good news. It was the gospel 
that caused a man named Nicodemus to come to Jesus by night asking him, how can a man be born again? It was this gospel that made a woman at a well drop her pots and go back telling everybody, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. It was this gospel. It was this gospel that called a Philippian jailer to cry out, what must I do to be saved? It was this gospel. It was this gospel that made an Ethiopian eunuch to look at a baptismal uh, pond and say, there's some water, why can't I be baptized? It was this gospel. It was this gospel preached on the day of Pentecost when 3,000 souls were saved. It was this gospel. It was this gospel that put running in the feet of Philip, put singing into the heart of Silas and touched the murderer named Saul and turned him into a missionary named Paul. It was this gospel. It was this gospel that caused Martin Luther to nail his 95 theses on the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church in 1517. And it was this same gospel that made another Martin Luther stand with courage and preach love over hate and blessing your enemies and not retaliating with violence. It was this gospel that fueled an American movement of social equality through nonviolence. And it is this gospel, the gospel of salvation by faith, by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. It is this gospel that reminds us that we are not saved or kept saved because of our own goodness or because of our own works or because of our own righteousness, but it is because the blood of Jesus Christ that saved me, the blood of Jesus Christ that washed me, the blood of Jesus Christ that redeemed me, the blood of Jesus Christ that covers me, the blood of Jesus Christ that keeps me. This is the gospel and there is no other. Can I tell you why? There's no other gospel. There's no other gospel because there's no other name. I'm closing here. I said there's no other gospel because there's no, no other name. For the Bible says there is no other name under heaven whereby man shall be saved. I said there is no other gospel because there is no other name no other name that can save me no other name that can raise me no other name that can keep me no other name that consoles me no other name that holds me is there anybody here who can testify today know some names but at the name I say at the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord say it say it no other name no other name calms my fears no other name dries our tears. No other name 
is excellent in all the earth. No other name is worthy of glory, honor, or praise. Yes. I guess that's why the songwriter said it's just something. It's just something about that name. Oh, there's some nice names out there, but, but it's something about ah, something about that name. It gets sweeter each and every day. Something, something, something about his name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something about your name. Can y'all help us? Master, save. Like the fragrance, like the fragrance after yes. the rain. Hallelujah. The doors of the church are open. Jesus. 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 Let all heaven and earth and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms. And kingdom, they will all will all pass away. But but there's something there's just something about about, about that name. Can we sing it together? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's something. About that name, Master, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim Kings and kingdoms will all pass away But there's something about that The doors of the church are open you can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. If you're here and you're ready to receive this good news, this good news of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this good news, that there's nothing that you've done that's too hard for him to fix, this good news, that you're not too far that God can't reach down and save you. If you're here this morning, 
The invitation is extended to you. You can come now and all you have to do is come believing and accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you're here this morning and you're ready for the gift of salvation, won't you come right now? If you're here and you've already given your life to Christ but you don't have a church home, won't you come now? Kings and kingdoms will pass away. Kings, kings and kingdoms will all, will all pass away. But there's something about that day. But there's something about that Stand. She's coming to us by watch, watch care, which means while she's away from home, she's joining us to watch over her during that time. This church accepts you as a member. Are you willing to study with us? I am. Are you willing to work with us? I am. I'm going to ask that you go with Sister Butler, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. Amen. Sister Taylor is coming for prayer. I'm going to ask you to take the, touch the, take the hand of the person next to you and let us pray together. Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessing of this day. We come thanking you, Lord, for life for health for strength and for the comfort that you give us on a daily basis oh Lord we just say thank you but Father we with one of your servants right now who's coming on behalf of family members Father you know the situation and the circumstances and Father you know what weighs heavy on this young lady's heart Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would tend to it right now. We ask, O oh Lord, with the smallest of your fingers, that you will touch her heart, relieve her of any pain, comfort her, O oh Lord, but she will continue to, to carry out your word, O oh Lord. Do your work with family, with friends, with whoever comes in her life, O oh Lord. We just say thank you. Bless now this your child. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There is there's something about. Come on, help us sing that. that if you know it's a sweet name, come on and sing it with us. There's something. But there's something about, about your name. Won't you stand to your feet? There's something. There's something. Sing it one more time like you mean it. There is something.
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.